0: on let's lift up the name of jesus christ there is none other in heaven or on earth welcome to another episode of hope in christ with denise here on kingdom influencers broadcast where we place our hope in the only hope there is christ our lord Welcome, 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 welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise. Here on Kingdom Influencers broadcast, I am your host, Pastor Denise Walker, and I am grateful to be here once again um, to do another devotional moment with you. And today we're going to talk about our heart, where our hearts are, and also the creepers, the creepers that creep in and are now teaching false things. So where's our heart towards God because the creepers have crept in. So we're going to begin with a word of prayer and then we'll begin today's show. Father, we thank you. We thank you, O God, that you are the living God and we pray, O God, in the name of Jesus right now that your word would illuminate. In our hearts, oh God, remove every stony place, remove um, everything that, that's deceiving from our midst. Father, we pray, oh God, that your will be done in our lives, that you will convict our hearts so that we would know that we know that we know that we are worshiping and serving the true and living God. So we So God, we bless you and we magnify you and we give you glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. We are back, and today we're going to be um, again speaking about our hearts towards God, and because creepers have crept in. And um, we're going to do our foundational scripture, which is 1 Timothy, um, and it's chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. And it reads As I urge you, Upon my departure for Macedonia, remain on at Ephesus, so that you may instruct certain men not to teach strange doctrines, nor to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies, which give rise to mere speculation, rather than furthering the administration of God, which is by faith. I'm going to read that again. As I urged you upon my departure for Macedonia, remain on at Ephesus, so that you may instruct certain men not to teach strange doctrines, nor to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies, which give rise to mere speculation, rather than furthering the administration of God, which is by faith. So, we've been talking about teachers of the Word of God. And, um, and I want to do, again, a twofold thing because um, the word says that people have crept in unaware. And, um, and then, so we have to then ask ourselves the question where is our heart? Where is our heart in this hour toward God? Because there are false teachers that have crept in. There are false prophets that have crept in. But we have to ask, where are our hearts toward the living God? And so we start with this scripture where Apostle Paul is um, training Timothy, and he has been his mentor, his leader, and he is training Timothy and telling Timothy, hey, I need you to stay there. They there in an Ephesus, and I need you to go and instruct those people that are teaching different doctrines, teaching the wrong thing, teaching those things that are not of the living God. why he says because it brings about speculation rather than faith, faith in the living God. And so, again, that's why when I read this particular scripture, I thought about where exactly is our heart towards God? And so we're going to talk about that for a few moments. And these, um, that particular scripture was read from um, the New American Standard Version of the Bible. And then we're going to um, look at some cross-reference. So, again, where is our heart toward God? Because there's so many false teachers. And without us listening or, or heeding to or going towards those particular false prophets and teachers, they wouldn't have anybody to teach to. So again, I ask the question, where is our heart? And so let's look at some scriptures that kind of cross-reference what I'm talking about here about false teaching, false teaching, not teaching the Word of God, those that are luring uh, or, or just kind of pulling on the coattail of people, and people are being deceived. And so um, in 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15, it says, for such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. The end will correspond to their deeds. And so um, it's talking about these men who have crept in, these teachers, false apostles who have crept in into the churches, into um, the fold of believers, and they are false. They're deceitful. They are disguised as apostles of Christ. So again, I ask the same question, where is our heart? Because the word declares that our power is in the hand of Christ and that he Um, Is our deliverer. He he sets us free so um, he can take the blinders off of us so that we can discern the spirit behind the individual. So, is our heart pure toward God in this hour, toward the living God, not religion, not going to church, not just going to church and, and following? a way of life or following religiosity and doing and doing and doing. Not no, we're not talking about we're talking about relationship. Are we worshiping and loving truly with our heart toward the living God? Obeying him, obeying his commands and living for him, so that we can pay attention and be more discerning of those that are disguised as apostles of Jesus Christ. Because as I just said, we should be able to to recognize. We should be able to recognize them. The next scripture says, Second Peter um, chapter two, and it's verses one through three and it says, But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies even denying the master who brought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality. And because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep. So in Second Peter, the word is declaring that you have to pay attention. It says the false prophet uh, um, arose among the people and the false prophet or false teachers um, are secretly bringing about destructive heresies and heresies are denying Christ. Denying the truth of Christ, or causing um, one to take heed to fables, and it's in, in First Timothy it talks about that, um, taking heed to fables and and paying attention to the genealogies. And um, there's there's one group I I, I heard um, some time ago about the um, I believe it's called the Black um, Israelites or whatever it's called. So it's, it's taking, it starts to lure you into destructive heresies about um, the genealogy of African-Americans or the genealogy of whoever, and um, to get you off track, to get you to deny the masters, as Second Peter says, who walked each and every one of us. And so um, and it says because of that, because of their way, Um, the way of God will be blasphemed people will begin to blaspheme and deny the truth of Christ and we see that in front of us today and then it goes on to say and in their greed they will exploit you with false words and again I say where's our heart toward God because people not just any person should be able to walk up to me and tell me something that I begin to believe if my heart is deeply rooted, if I'm grounded in Christ, nobody should be able to sway me. Why? Because if my heart is rooted in the word, if I I know that I know that I know that Jesus Christ is Lord, according to the word of God, to the holy word of God, according to the holy word of God, if I know and believe and have accepted in my heart, not just speak it, not just say I believe in Christ, but if I truly love Jesus, if I truly know that he has transformed my life, no one should be easily walking up to me to exploit and give me false words about the truth about Jesus. Why? Because we have our personal testimony. When we have truly been transformed in Jesus Christ, we know that nobody can come and sway us with philosophy, sway us with genealogy, sway us with all these different fables that we hear coming about in the world today, out of greed or or telling you you know, things like, I'm going to give you um, a word from God, or I'm a true prophet of God, and, and they... Um, Don't speak the scriptures And they don't even know the scriptures Because they have a whole other book That is not the word of God And so we should not be Easily swayed When we love Jesus When we truly have come Not in religion But knowing Knowing in our knower Knowing deep in our knower that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus Christ is a revelation of the true and living God from the, from the Old Testament where he, uh, we know that he is the eternal, existing, self-existing God. When we know that, when we have truly been transformed and walking in that word and walking in him um, because he said, follow me, he said um, that I am the vine and you are the branches. And he that abides in me, so if we abide in Christ, and we are truly abiding in Christ, a false teacher should not be able to sway us. So um, that, that's one of the other scriptures which we're talking about today. And then we have another scripture that says, in first John four and one. And it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. So it says, Do not just believe somebody that comes to speak the word a word to you. Um, but it says test that Spirit to see whether they are from God. Um, The word also declares that if it comes to pass, it came from God. When somebody speaks a word to me, I always write it down, and I always know that if it's confirming in my spirit, um, God is confirming. But if it sounds outlandish, or if somebody's saying, "I'm going to," if you pay me um three hundred dollars then I'll prophesy to you, then I know that is a false teacher. That is how you test the spirits. And you know that's not um that's not in scripture. That is Ezekiel didn't say go get your um calf and go get this and go get that and then I'll tell you what God said. No. Jeremiah didn't say go and get everything, you know, bring it to me, bring it to me, give it to me, and then I'll tell you what the word says or what the Lord has spoken unto me. Um, Moses, when he came down from the mount, he didn't say, bring me these things, and then I'll tell you what thus says the Lord, because why? The word of the Lord is not for sale. The word of the Lord is not for sale. Let me say that one more time. The word of the Lord is not for sale. God said that he came that we may have life and have it more abundantly, he said he came to set the captive free. So he's not going to bind us with a financial uh, bondage in order to give us a word through a true man or woman of God. He's not going to do that. So we have to remember that the word of God, and we can go to, let let me sidebar, we can go to God for ourselves. If we lift our hands and we surrender, when we go in our secret place and we cry out to God, God will speak to us. We don't have to hear it from somebody else. God, Jesus, when he said, it is finished, he is the in-between. He, he intercedes on our behalf. He can, he can come and he can speak to us. He will spill his presence. We can hear his voice if we stop. We stop expecting to hear the voice of a person who may be getting ready to deceive us. But if we go in a secret place, we go sit in our car quietly and say, God, show me you. Speak to me, Lord. Tell me what you want me to know about me. Father, show me who I am. When you say that and You don't have a prophet don't have to walk up to you and tell you that, When you know that you know that you know that he is the living one, God can appear, God can speak to you in any form. He speaks to you through his word. He can speak to you through people. But because there's so many false prophets, as the word declares, we have to know the word because whatever that person speaks, to you. Going to it, you're going to know it, and you have to have the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of you so that you can discern that spirit. You can discern that spirit. And so that scripture, we wanted to make sure that, um, I, ta- I wanted to make sure we talk about that, that we have to, there are many false prophets who have gone out into the world,
1: and they, they were
0: there during Jesus' time, and they're still here, and there actually more have come out. And so um, if says, do not believe every spirit, everybody can't pray for me. Everybody can't say to me, I have a word from the Lord because I don't know you, first of all. So you can't just speak a word to me because my first thing is I'm going to be pulling from the Holy Spirit, trying to discern your spirit. And so we have to get to that place. Um, and and, and, um, we have to get to that place and stop thinking that God is spooky because he's not. Um, Another scripture that we um, have, a cross-reference scripture about paying attention and make sure our heart is pure toward God. Um, Matthew 7 and 15, it says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Um, beware Now if, if, if we weren't able to discern Christ wouldn't tell us to beware He wouldn't tell us to beware If the Holy Spirit could not reveal that thing to us To make us aware that that's a false prophet Standing in front of us The word says beware of false prophets Who come in sheep's clothing So they come innocent They come to you very innocent But they're not They're evil. There's evil dwelling on the inside. This is what the word is saying inwardly. They're like wolves seeking to pounce on you to get you to believe the lies rather than the truth about Jesus Christ. A couple other scriptures that we're going to talk about. It says... um, In Romans 16 and 17, it says, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause division and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. So when you know that you know and you've been rooted in the word of God and you know because you have walked with Christ and you have felt his presence in your life and you know that he transformed your life and that you're not the same, you're not the same person you used to be. I know I'm not. When you know that the word is saying, watch out, pay attention to those people that come to tell you something totally opposite of Christ, it says avoid them. Avoid them. If they are twisting the scripture, it says that they're creating obstacles contrary to the doctrine of that you've been taught, the doctrine about Jesus Christ, the doctrine of truth, the doctrine that there is a creator and we didn't create ourselves, that we didn't just, there wasn't an explosion and we just all of a sudden appeared and everything is perfect and sitting where it's supposed to sit and we have, our bodies are made with such complexity. Our brains, our ears, our eyes and, and all of those things just happen. So it's saying that when people come to you with this foolishness about there not being a creator and that and when it's all said and done, you just it is what it is. We just go into the to the ground and we just we just die. When we realize and understand that we have a designer, we don't accept what a false person is saying and it's not even coming in they're not even necessarily coming in the church um, as false prophets but just people every day that you walk by people that people that you may have thought they believed or they may you know you may have thought they believed the word I heard someone say one time um, well Everything about the Bible is not true. Some parts of the Bible is, is false. Well, if I say that, and let me hear me clearly, if I say that, and if you say that in your mind, then what, other, then what do you not believe about Christ? Do we believe that he can transform our lives? Because he can prove that the word of God is true. He has fulfilled many prophecies. He can prove who he is. If we would simply get out of ourselves, get out of the way, and allow God to be God in our lives. He don't need help. He can prove who he is, and he will. Because the word says and the word declares that every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He didn't say my might. Every knee might bow, every knee might might confess, but the word says that every knee shall bow. That's every tongue, every dialect, every person across this entire earth will bow to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. So when we hear all of these false things and people that don't believe and all of this other stuff, where is our heart? And when you one minute you're believing Jesus, and the next minute you're like, well, maybe they're right. Maybe maybe what they're saying is true. Because have you asked yourself this question? Here's the other question. Where does truth come from? And how do we know that it's true? Where does truth come from? Because we know we have a conversation with a whole other person and we have, you know, we've had conversations over the years with people. And who says that you're telling the truth? How do you know that's the truth? Where does truth begin? Where does a lie? How do we know the opposite of the truth? So we have to ask ourselves these kind of absolutes. We have to say, where does truth begin? How do we know that something is true? It has to begin with God. Everything that's weighed begins with God. What is truth, how do we know it's truth? Because God said it is. We didn't create the earth. If we go all the way back to the beginning, we can say whatever we want to say, but mankind can create the sky. Mankind can't create a, a baby inside the womb. There's a creator. There is a creator. And and regardless if we believe Genesis, because that's the foundation of God's word, it, regardless if we believe Genesis, we know, as God told Job, where were you? When I laid the foundations of the earth, where were you? In other words, I said, I believe God is saying, who do you think you are to question me as the living God? And I say to whoever's listening to me, who do we think we are? To get so caught up in falsehoods, people come up with philosophies and, and all kind of lies and deceit because the enemy of our soul, if he can get us to believe that he, if he can get us to believe, first of all, that he's not real, he has us. If he can get us to to turn from God, he has us. Why? Because he knows that destruction is all there is after that. Destruction of our lives. We don't have to see Satan to recognize that. We can look around us and see that when we are outside of the will of God, when we're outside of a relationship with God, and I'm not saying life is perfect as a Christian. That's not what I'm saying. But the joy of the Lord, peace is in my life. I've gone through a lot of things. A lot of Christians have. But I've never gone since I accepted Christ without peace, without feeling the Holy Spirit with me, without feeling his presence, without hearing his voice, the still, small voice speak to me. If God created us and he did, why wouldn't he leave something so that we would know him? Why wouldn't he have people from thousands of years ago scribe on clay tablets, on animal skin, scribe so that we would know they encountered the living God. We still have people even today that will tell you those that because this is called hope in Christ, I'm going to tell you, I've seen visions of of silhouettes of Jesus. I've had so many supernatural encounters in my life. I can see things, that, and and it's it's something God is showing me. He may be showing me something to pray. I may dream about something. So that's what I mean by your heart. Where is our heart towards him? Because when our heart is toward him, Then we won't be deceived. When people come in our presence and try to tell us something, begin to pray for God to take over. Begin to say, God, show me this person. Show me if this person is true. Show me if that person is speaking falsehood to me because you're the living God. You discern the heart of man. You said you, you, you know what's in a person's heart. I don't. But you do. So that's how we are not deceived. In this hour, we have to be discerning in the spirit realm. And I, I don't know. I know I'm a little off topic. But I, this is in my spirit. We have to be discerning in the spirit realm. We can see all this other stuff around us about race and culture and all this other stuff, but if we don't pay attention in the spirit, we're going to miss what's taking place around us. There's a groaning. People are going to begin to cry out for the living God because we are in trouble without Jesus. If we think we see what's happening now, wait for it. As my little middle school kids say, wait for it. Because if we don't get in Christ and we don't stop being deceived by the enemy and false teachers and people saying they're going to speak a word for you and saying that you're going to get a million dollars, you're going to get a thousand dollars or whatever it is, if you just come and you get this and your hand touch it because they touched it. No. The 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 woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of Jesus garment. The last time I checked, he's not on the earth. He's in the heavens, sitting on uh, on in, in on his throne. So I don't need to touch your, your cloth. I don't need to lay my hands on your cloth to feel the anointing of God. I go in my prayer closet. I go in my room and I pray and I feel the anointing of God and I ask God to fill me with his power. I don't need somebody to tell me if I give them $500 for a cloth I that I'm going to be anointed by them. No, no, because the living one is the one that does the anointing. To me, I understand. Yes, he gives, he 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 pours out, so that people can um, lay hands, and leaders and ministers can lay hands on the sick, and they recover. But that doesn't come from man. So, man cannot sell God's gifting, God's healing. Man can't do that because they're not, the gifting doesn't come from them. The power doesn't come from them. It comes from Jesus Christ. And so, we have to be discerning in this hour. Where is our heart? Do we want a quick fix? Do we think that person is going to give us something quick and all of a sudden all these wonderful things are going to happen? Or do we. for Jesus? Do we wait for Christ? Do we go and we cry out to him for ourselves and stop being deceived by those that are creeping in, having the money line in church, all this other foolishness? You come and give $100 you and you're going to get blessed. And we already blessed our word of God says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God, the spirit of God said, let there be and there was. And there still is. And the word of God said that God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. I don't have to stand in your line for two, with $200 in my hand because the blessing comes from Jesus. I go to my closet, I go and pray to Jesus, and I pray and I cry out, and he's already blessed me. If I'm walking in Christ, if I'm living in his will, and I'm walking in his will, and I'm walking according to his way, as he said to Abraham, I will bless you. Go. And I will make you a great nation. Nobody can, I can't pay anybody for that. That comes from God. Please hear me in this hour. Do not be deceived by the false prophets, false teachers. The word is telling us what we should not do. One more scripture and then we're going to be done. 2 Timothy 4 and 3 says, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. Let me read that one more time. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound doctrine or sound teaching, But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. So let's break this down. It was Apostle Paul speaking, and he said the time is coming, and we know that we're still in that time right now, that people don't want to hear, Go to the Word and get the sound doctrine of God's Word, or hear the sound doctrine of a man or woman of God that is not trying to, trying to um, deceive you into giving money and into doing all these things for them, but you're still not set free. So it's saying, people are going to, um, they won't endure sound doctrine. They don't want to hear about the sound doctrine, but they will have the itching ears. Itching ears, not that you, of course, literally not, you're not literally itching or scratching your ears, but that you're listening for or you're seeking after. That you're listening for or seeking after people that are going to make you feel good or suit your passion so if you're desiring something and you really like you oh man I want a house and so this 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 prophet or whoever said come over here I'm going to pray for you but you you got $200 and then they begin to pray for you and they begin to you know speak this word and you handed them your money and that may have been a utility deal but you gave them that money that's not the wisdom of God that's not God. That's your itching ears because you're desiring for them to feel that passion, whatever it is. Um, it could be you trying to stay in a relationship with someone and you want that person to tell you that that person is coming back or that person is not leaving you. And you go and you give them this money. That's not, that's, that's, that's witchcraft. That's not the word. That's not God. Because God doesn't control people. God gives us a free will, so if that person chooses to walk out of our lives, that person has chosen to do that. But if that person chooses to stay and God moves on their heart, otherwise we can't pay somebody to make them stay. Now we're dealing with witchcraft. And so we have to be very careful. That's what that scripture is telling us because you're accumulating for yourselves or those teachers, those people that are are going to um, feel those passions and we we here we sit today in the in the world in 2019 where many churches are filled with people just suiting the passions of what the people in the audience want to hear. They're not talking about sin. They're not talking about um, what God says about sin and redemption and Christ redeeming the soul of man and that the soul of man. We're we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity, and we need a Redeemer. We need the Redeemer, not a Redeemer, the Redeemer to satisfy our soul because we're seeking all these other stuff, and we're seeking to hear them say certain things so that we can think we feel good about ourselves. And and God is saying, no, that's never going to fill you. You need me. You need me. We're drowning in sin. We're, we're desiring that sin more than God. And that's what the scriptures say. It's feeling your passion. So that, that, that teacher, he's not going to or she's not going to teach about sin. He's not going to tell you that adultery is wrong according to God's word. And homosexuality is wrong according to God's word because it is the word of God. And we fight against the word of God so much and not knowing that. It is the revelation of Christ, and it gives us understanding that we need to be redeemed. We need to be redeemed. The Word of God says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We can shout, and we can cry out, and we can dance. Why? Because we're redeemed, and we're set free. We're not in shackles by sin. That's what God is saying in this hour. Come to me. Take off your shackles. Give them, come to me so I can remove the weight. He said, take my yoke and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. We can deny it all day long, but we know that sin is a burden on our lives. He said, come unto me, take my yoke. Take off the yoke of people. Take off the yoke of bondage. Take off the yoke of sin that's choking you. And you think you're happy, but you're not. And take the yoke of Christ. He said, because my yoke is easy. Stop listening to false teachers. Stop heeding your ear to false prophets. Come to me. I have the answer. That prayer cloth don't have the answer. I have it. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, O oh God, for your word. We thank you, O oh God, that you are holy. Lord, in this hour, I pray for those that are listening, that they would surrender their hearts, their lives, each and every one of us, oh God. that we would come out with our hands up, surrendering to the living one. The one that can save, deliver, and set us free. Father, I thank you and I give you glory and honor and due praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. Have a phenomenal week.